Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, sometimes in the, the midst of health issues, in the, the midst of chaos within our world, in the midst of uh, you know, economic re recessions and inflations, it can maybe be hard to keep our spirits up. I think perhaps one of the, the ways that we can do that is to be able to look back upon our past, to be able to see some of the things that we had been able to accomplish, and to be able to then, from that perspective, think about going forward, think about how God has been with us in the past, how God has bound us together, and how he then can do it again, can't he? You see, really our God has been faithful. Now, as I, I said, you know, it's very easy for us to today, you know, we, we could be, be sitting there in the pew and we could say, wow, you know, we, we, we kind of had some, some things going, we kind of had some things uh, together, but then, you know, COVID came, you know, and, and, and then we had to, you know, struggle through some of that, that hard time and, and you know, we, we faced losses and, uh, you know, things weren't going quite maybe the, the way that we wanted them to. And now here we are today. I feel discouraged, maybe a little bit. But uh, dear friends, when we go to our past, when we, we think about some of the things just within the, the recent history of our church, we really have had a, a pretty good seven years, haven't we? And it really is all because of you folks. The way that, that you folks have come together, the way that, that you folks have, have welcomed others in, the way especially that you welcomed me. I'm kind of coming up on my seventh year anniversary, and, and I can well remember still today it was so like the the first sunday in february when i i came for a visit and as i walked in the front door of course there was richard and christina mix there they were to greet me right you, you had people that greeted newcomers you had people that here to welcome new comers into the church. They had no idea who I was. I, I don't really think anybody knew that I was coming for a visit that first Sunday in, in February, although maybe someone did. But nevertheless, when I walked in the door, right, there were people to greet me. There were people to make me feel at home. And you know, Richard, Christina, such a godly people. No, well suited to that role, weren't they? And then I, I got to worship with you for that, that first time. And I, I, I got to, you know, see many of the, the faces I, I see here still today. And, you know, from that experience, I, I knew that I wanted 
you know, to be able to come and be your vacancy pastor. Because of the, the special spirit within in this church, because of the love that we found within the, the congregation, that I, I wanted to be able to do that. And so I, I met with our district president in those coming weeks, and he thought that that maybe would be a good idea, that I could come and be the vacancy pastor. And then I was able to, to start that, for that um, third Sunday in February was the, the first Sunday that I had that opportunity uh, to be able to be here leading worship. And again, you know, some people would say, oh, it was a, a, a small congregation. Oh, you know, maybe some people sing off key or, you know, whatever, you know, kinds of, of things, you know, people might like to complain about. But we, we had people willing to sing, right? We had uh, people willing to extend a hand of, of gratefulness. We had people willing to extend a hand of, of welcome. We had you know, people that wanted to do their best to try to make things better, right? That, that very first summer, one of the, the things I, I believe we were able to implement was our vacation Bible school program. Right, and I, as I, I recall, you know, that was led mostly by, by Lori Vensky. And I, I think Ruthie was probably there to, you know, be able to, to help her and encourage her with that. Um, but again, you know, people could drive into a play and say, oh, you know, you guys don't have any money, or now oh, why are you you're spending money on this program, or, you know, all these different things people could come up with. But yet, our, our vacation Bible school program, being able to, to hire um, young people to, to come and, and to be able to put that on. We you know we had, what, you know, 20, 25 or 30 kids maybe that first year? Right, people in our community can see once again, you know, uh, that, that church St. Peter is, you know, doing something. Right, they're, they're still there. The, the people still care about the community. They, they still want to reach out. They still want to be able to have a church, right? <clears throat> and, of course, you know, one of the things I noticed right away was, you know, Bill Johnson is a, a wonderful musician, and, you know, we need to be able to incorporate him into to some of our, our worship activities, right? You know, that he, he needs to be a one that can play for special services, and it does such a, a fantastic job. And I, I really can't say enough good things about him because he took my son Scott under his wing in a sense and you know helped him develop his abilities with the guitar. Nope. Scott was pulling away a to go back to school, right? He, he had his guitar in the front seat of his truck you know, as he was driving back again. Right, without you know people like Bill to encourage other uh, young people who would even be musicians today, you know, you just download your MP3 and play whatever music you can off your phone, right? Nobody would be in that area of, of expertise if it wasn't for people like Bill that you know reach out their hand. To others. That's the, the, the very same for 
all of the few. You know, I probably would never have had a confirmation program if Vicki hadn't brought some of her grandchildren to, you know, come and, and say, hey, hey, pastor, you know, I, I have some people I'd like them to go through confirmation. You know, could you do that? And, you know, from, from time to time, you know, we, we still see Vicki, you know, bringing in, you know, grandkids just at, at, at random times. You know, all, all of a sudden we have, you know, two or three little guys and gals and, and they come in. And it, it's because, you know, in her heart, you know, Vicki loves our church. She wants to see it continue to operate. She wants to, to see it continue to have programs, to be able to be of service, right? And of course, we, we have our, you know, our kind of people that are always behind the, the scenes and we don't give them you know, much acclaim and, and they just kind of have hard jobs. But you know, there, there is Ruthie who has tirelessly been our treasurer you know, for these seven years. And, and she's the, the one, if the IRS calls, right, she has to kind of deal with it. Or she has to find a way to handle it. She's the one that has to, you know, kind of keep the accountants going and, and keep the books straight and, and, you know, kind of deal with whatever problems of that nature come up. And, yeah, we, we probably don't hear much about that on Sunday mornings. But every week there's probably something that she has to deal with to keep our church going financially, right? Look out there and, and, and see Doug Storzinger and they, of course his wife Kitty and they're always, you know, so uplifting. Right? Always such a, a positive uh, force, always, you know, has a, a smile on his face, always, you know, talking a, about a, a brighter future. Now things are, are good. Now things are, are going well. You know, in, in, in your life, do you have a lot of people like that? Maybe, maybe we don't. You know, maybe you, you work for a, a, a boss and, and he just never says anything positive. Right? We work for people like that. As long as I'm not snapping at you, things are okay. And so, you know, just kind of be grateful that I didn't snap at you today because that means everything is okay, right? You work for people like that. You go through your, your life, you never got a, a word of encouragement. All you got were words of, of rebuke, words of, you know, how to correct your behavior, words of how to do something better. You didn't have anything positive, anything uplifting. Well, we, we have Doug and Kitty, don't we? They have something positive, something good to say. Now, all, all of a sudden, out, out of the blue, kind of Mary came to uh, start to, to worship with us and, and made beautiful banners uh, for our, our congregation using her, her creative skill. I, I'm very grateful that, that you're here. Um, I, I don't know all the events that, that took place that, that made you say, hey, I'd like to come to, to St. Peter and I'd like to use some of the, the skills that I have to share with the folks here. But yet, you came and, and you're able to do that. And, and we so appreciate the beautiful banners that you've made. 
we probably have, have faced you know some some kind of hard times, so some kind of uh, trying times. You know, as maybe we, we sat at meetings and we looked at the balance sheet and and we said, you know, how how are we going to make this thing keep working? How how are we going to be able to do that? And, and yet we put on fundraisers, and, and, and yet, you know, we came up with the, the plan that we could put a new floor in the, the kitchen downstairs. That's kind of the, the first thing that I remember that we're able to do. Again, other people outside, they, they might look around and say, well, that there's only like five people that go to church there on Sunday. How are they going to put a new floor in their kitchen? But we did it. And then, you know, the, the couple of years kind of went on. And, and honestly, you know, when I, I first got here, I was kind of thinking, you know, the, the roof on the, the parsonage, you know, that's a, a little bit beat up. And I, I don't know how we're going to do a new roof. Because in, in my past living in, in North Dakota, I remember that we had a, a, a lady in our congregation. She wanted to go in the nursing home, but the nursing home said, hey, you've got to fix the roof on your house before you can come here because we, we don't want to have your, your, your house in exchange for you staying in the nursing home if the roof isn't fixed. And so she was really in a, a, a bind and, and somebody came along and they charged her you know, $20,000 to put a new roof on her house so then she could, could go in the nursing home and give her house to the nursing home so they could, could make that trade. I was like, wow, you know, it's, it's probably going to be like $20,000. How are we going to do that? Well, we, we found friends, didn't we? We found people that would, would labor for less maybe than the, the market value. And we put a new roof on the parsonage. We did that. And, and most recently, you've had other fundraising projects that have a new floor for our, our kitchen, um, you know, to be able to get us a, a refrigerator, uh, to, to be able to especially get us a, a furnace. But I think maybe that was the second project that we did where our, our furnace went, went out and it's the, the middle of winter. And I, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I, I, I wonder... You know, maybe some people just show up with space heaters or something, you know. What, what, what exactly is going to happen now? We, we had a new furnace within like three days. I remember especially, you know, Doug's son, Dave, loaned us a, a semi-truck trailer to be able to complete our move over here. Now that, that greatly reduced any, any cost that, that we would have, that he could, you know, just pull up by our apartment and, and park his semi-truck trailer, and you know, we could, could use that, that, that week or however long it took us, maybe it was 10 days, you know, to be able to pack all of our belongings into the back of, of that trailer, and then he hauled it over here for free, and then he gave us time to be able to un unpack all of our stuff again. Right? It didn't cost my family anything to be able to move here, but it cost Dave, you know, some money for diesel fuel. And if there was something else he could have been doing with that trailer during that time, um, you know, we got to move for 
free for us. The donation of, of the diesel fuel, at least, for the Storzinger family. You see, dear friends, we have this wonderful history in the past seven years. We've been able to work together. We've been able to utilize our, our talents. We, we've been able to, to come up with ideas that, that maybe other people have even laughed at or, or scoffed at. But we've implemented them and we have made for ourselves a wonderful community here. We have uh, that history. And yeah, you know, that, then the COVID came and, you know, then we've kind of struggled and, you know, we, we've had these years where, you know, we have, you know, like 10 people in church some Sundays because of, of, of illness and, and, and fear of illness and, and you know, difficult and trying times. But let's not be discouraged. Let us rather think about those things in the past that we have been able to accomplish. And it all comes from God simply working through us, doesn't it? You see, God uses human hands. God comes and he speaks to you and he says, no, Vicky, wouldn't it be great if your grandkids were in confirmation? And Vicky said, yeah, I think that'd be great. And then she went and took some action, right? And God spoke to Mary and said, hey, maybe you'd like to use your talent to make some beautiful banners for the church. And Mary said, yeah, I'd love to do that. Right? And she took some action and made it happen. No, the, the Lord spoke to David and said, hey, maybe you can help the pastor move over and yeah, it'll probably cost you some diesel fuel, but you know, you, you can do that. And Dave responded. He said, yeah, I can do that. See. He, he spoke to Lori and said, hey, maybe you'd like to have a vacation Bible school program. And she said, yeah, let's do whatever it takes to make that happen. God, God continues to speak to Ruthie and says, hey, you use your talent as a treasurer in our, our church, and I, I hope you keep doing that, Ruthie. <laughs> She's going, no, that's the pastor talking. I want someone else to run for that position today. Maybe that's what she said. But no, the, the Lord speaks through us, you see. And he lets us know how we can use our talents, how we can do things to the best of our ability. I don't know, I often embarrass Brad there in the, the back because he does so many things for our, our church and he, he doesn't do it, so I'll, I'll stand up on Sunday morning and talk about him, right? Because he kind of likes to be in the, the background too. But really, just between the, the rest of us, we'll, we'll try to make him blush a, a little bit today. Right? You know, where, where would our, our church be if Brad wasn't here to do all the details that he does? Right? Think about how he, he mows all the lawn all the time through the summer. 
And every time he snows, he's over here with the, the snowblower. And he clears out my driveway. Right, He, he makes a, a path over here to the, the church if somehow the snow plows have, have thrown all the snow up on the sidewalk. Right, He, he cleans out you know, the walkways so when you, you get out of your, your car in the parking lot that you can make your way into the church. I went, when COVID hit, I, I don't know if any of you know any of this, but he's the guy that's downstairs early every Sunday morning to, to wash down the tables. Right, to, to spray down all the appliances and, and to make sure, you know, that we have a, a safe place where you know, germs aren't being transferred all, all around if we want to be able to get together and just have a, a cup of coffee. If something is ever going wrong, he's the, the one people call. Right, he's the one over here at 10 o'clock at night because there's a, a water leak or because... The, over here at, you know, five in the morning because that's the only time the gas guy can, you know, get in to, to check some appliance or something like that. But that's exactly, right, the spirit that keeps our church together, isn't it? It's when each of us, you know, can say, what would the Lord ask of me? What talents do I have that I can supply in my congregation? What are the kinds of things that I can be doing? When the Lord asks of us, we would simply reply, Here I am. Send me. And so, you know, Brad has come to the church when there's water in the basement and, and tracked around and made his boots wet so that he could fix whatever it was that, that needed to be fixed. He's been out there when it's 20 below, blowing snow, trying to help things, you know, to be able to, to move along. Just like the rest of you, right? You see, we do have, for the past seven years, a solid foundation. We do have a wonderful group of people that have come together to be able to follow our Lord and Savior, to be able to, to ask of him, what is it, Lord, you would have me do? And you've done it. And you've been the ones. You know, certainly I, I ought to spend the, the time to, to mention every single person here today by name. But if I, I haven't mentioned you, I, I certainly don't want to slight you this morning because here you are as well. We can't have a congregation if people don't come, right? That very simple fact that you woke up this morning and you said, Lord, what would you have me do? And the Lord said, well, maybe it'd be good if you went to church. And he said, all right. And you got in your car. And you drove over. And you made the effort. The effort to be a part of our community. You see, dear friends, we still have what it takes. 
And we have survived hard and difficult times. And we have did it not just with our hands tied behind us, but rather we've been able to make improvements. We've been able to make things better. We've been able to, to hold back the tide, so to speak, and to make our church continue to stand. And dear friends, with a faith like that, we can still overcome for many years, can't we? You see, when we recall the things that God has done for us, we can see his fingerprints. We can understand he still loves us, doesn't he? He's never abandoned us. He's been with us through difficult times. He's held us in his loving arms when we thought maybe we couldn't continue forward. And he has sustained us even through this last year. God loves you very much. He sent Jesus to die upon the cross so your sin could be forgiven. He sent his one and only son to make a way home for each of you. He sent his little boy to die so we could be forgiven so that we could continue to hear God's voice, so that we can be who we are today. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen. <laughs>